In this video, I'm gonna share with you nine reasons why DHT might be low. And if you don't know why DHT is good for a man, here's a few reasons why. There are a lot of effects of testosterone that is DHT dependent. And when you block 5-alpha reductase, you lose the benefit of testosterone. And also DHT is our strongest androgen. So it's really great for shifting the androgen to estrogen or the androgen to cortisol ratio and keeping us in a really androgenic state. And there is a lot of side effects that can occur when someone uses a 5-alpha reductase inhibitor, such as unfavorable body recomposition, mood changes, sexual dysfunction changes, and a few other. Now, obviously not everyone gets the same side effects when they use a 5-alpha reductase inhibitor, but other people are really sensitive and are prone to getting these side effects. So in this video, I'm gonna discuss with you exactly why DHT is low so you can identify the root cause as to why it's low and then address it. I'm not gonna discuss the supplements that will increase DHT, but specifically why it is low. And so before we get into the video, if you have not already, be sure to download my ebook on how to maximize your testosterone naturally. If you wanna do coaching, links in the description. Let's dive in. So before we get into everything, this is the optimal DHT level by age. So this was a study showing that 20 to 40, 40 to 60, 60 to 90, the average DHT level declined with age. And you can see like the young guys between 20 and 40, their DHT was between 90 and 100. When it comes to 40 to 60, testosterone was just over 80. 60 to 90, DHT was just over 50. So this drop in DHT is not a good thing. And this uh, predisposes men to getting sexual dysfunction issues and mood disorders and so on. So this is just to give you an idea of what proper DHT levels need be because they have changed the reference ranges over time. And then I've had clients tell me like, hey, my DHT is in the 50s, but it's in the upper range of normal. It's like, but that is good, right? Well, no, not really, because they have changed the reference range and you're basically having the same DHT level as a 60 to a 90-year-old, which is not good. So you definitely want DHT to be more on the higher range here to get most of the benefits of DHT. So let's dive into the nine reasons why DHT can be low. Number one is obviously you're consuming some kind of a DHT blocker. All right, so let's start with natural ingredients. The first would be soy, and I'll show you some graphs after I've gone through this list. So soy, beta-cetosterol, which is a um, plant sterol found in various nuts and seeds and certain vegetables like avocado. But nuts and seeds, or specifically nuts, contain significant amounts of beta-cetosterol, and this is why this is a big reason why men sometimes feel anti-androgenic when they consume a bunch of nuts. Sopalmeto, pigium, Medicinal mushrooms such as reishi, oyster mushroom, shiitake mushroom, and lion's mane in that order. Reishi mushroom being the strongest inhibitor of 5-alpha reductase. So a lot of people use these mushrooms to feel good, to upregulate BDNF and all of these brain benefits. But actually they're shooting themselves in the foot by lowering DHT and also other beneficial neurosteroids like allopregnenolone by blocking 5-alpha reductase. Then we have gluten, and I'll show you a graph how gluten, how significantly gluten can lower 5-alpha reductase. Seed oils, specifically because of the omega-6 that inhibits 5-alpha reductase. Sulforaphane, pumpkin seed oil, and lignin, specifically found in flax. So these are just, this is a comprehensive but not exhaustive list. So obviously, there are more 5-alpha uh, reductase inhibitors out there, but these are some of the most commonly consumed ones that you can be on the lookout for in your diet or in your supplement stacks. So let me show you gluten. 
and also celiac disease on DHT. So here I have like, again, the natural ranges in healthy individuals. And here you can see people with celiac disease, they're sensitive to gluten. So they continually eat gluten and even with normal gut function, but before like the villi becomes destroyed by the autoimmune condition, they already have really low levels of DHT. And the more harm their gut experiences from the gluten, the lower their uh, DHT goes. So the gut harbors a massive amount of DHT. So the more unhealthy your gut is, the lower you can expect your DHT to be. And so this is kind of like confirmed by people with celiac disease is that they have low levels of uh, DHT. Now, obviously not everyone will have low levels of DHT when they eat gluten, but I've seen quite a few people when they eliminate gluten, DHT goes up. All right, soy on testosterone and DHT. I've done a video on this in the past and that soy does not always lower testosterone, but it does seem to lower uh, DHT. So you can see DHT here, day one, day 29, day 57. And here they had a milk protein isolate and then they had low isoflavone soy protein, high isoflavone soy protein. And you can see that DHT dropped regardless of the isoflavone. So there's something else in the soy protein that's causing the drop in DHT. And testosterone didn't really change, but DHT dropped, showing it has some 5-alpha reductase inhibitory effects. All right, also black tea. You can see black tea. This was the black tea column here. This was the green tea, the one that I uh, encircled here was the green tea. You can see how green tea actually increased DHT. But then black tea, this one, significantly lowered DHT. Now, obviously, when you combine green tea with soy, it's significantly lower DHT as well. But black tea seems to have some 5-alpha reductase inhibitory effects without lowering testosterone. And then when we talk about other DHT blockers would be the common drugs like finasteride or dutasteride. And there are obviously just general anti-androgen drugs out there, which I did not include because they're just general anti-androgen, not specifically to DHT. Right, so number two would be low testosterone, right? If you have low testosterone, chances are you will have low levels of DHT. So the best way to increase your DHT is just to get more testosterone. You can see the correlation, low testosterone, low DHT. High testosterone, high DHT. <laughs> Easiest way to increase DHT is to increase your testosterone. Focus on that first. If your testosterone is high, but your DHT is still low, have a look at your sex unbinding globulin and free testosterone. If free testosterone is low, chances are DHT might also be low because you don't have a lot of free testosterone that can be converted into DHT. Number three is suboptimal thyroid function. T3 is a very potent inducer of 5-alpha reductase. So you will see like there's a massive difference in DHT between euthyroid, people with normal thyroid hormone, and hyperthyroidism. Right? So this is testosterone in euthyroid, hyperthyroid, but then you this this is a exponential increase in DHT from euthyroid to hyperthyroid. So if you flip this around, if you don't have enough T3, this can lead to low levels of 5-alpha reductase. So you can always do a Dutch test. And the Dutch test is a urinary test that will look at 5-alpha and 5-beta. And so there's a ratio between 5-alpha and 5-beta. And the better your thyroid function is, the more you will lean into the 5-alpha reductase uh, pathway, which is preferable. Number four is low-carb diet. It was an animal study showing that the higher-carb diet led to higher levels of DHT than a low-carb diet. Now, obviously, you don't necessarily have to eat like 60, 70%, 90% of your total calories from carbohydrates, but just make sure you have enough carbohydrates in the diet for you that can help to optimize your DHT. So some people that go on a ketogenic or a carnivore diet with very low carb intake can eventually, you know, that can eventually cause low levels of DHT. Number five is elevated inflammation. 
So inflammatory markers like interleukin-6 and CRP have significant inhibitory effects on the synthesis of DHT by inhibiting 5-alpha reductase. And oxidative stress also has similar inhibitory actions. So make sure that you lower inflammation and you, when you do a blood test, look at HSCRP to see if you have elevated levels of inflammation because that can keep your DHT low. And the biggest causes of inflammation would be diabetes, obesity, and having gut issues. Also, sleep apnea is a significant cause of oxidative stress and inflammation. Also, hypothyroidism. So make sure you like look at all of those. Number six is hyperlactin. So they induced hyperlactin by giving men uh, a dopamine antagonist. And as a result, testosterone dropped, but DHT dropped significantly more than testosterone. DHA sulfate increased and estradiol increased a little bit. So when you have low dopamine or you lower dopamine, testosterone can drop, but DHT significantly more. And so hyperlactin does have an inhibitory effect on 5-alpha reductase. So make sure your prolactin is around 7 or lower on the reference range so that it doesn't lead to lower levels of DHT. Number seven is low DHEA because DHEA preferably converts into DHT. So in this study, they gave men, I think it was 100 milligrams of DHEA. And you can see how significantly DHEA increased, DHEA sulfate, androstenedione, dione, and then DHT. So DHT, I think a little bit more than doubled from using DHEA, but testosterone only very slightly increased. So DHEA supplementation preferably goes through the backdoor pathway through androstenedione to DHT instead of going to testosterone. So if you want to increase your DHT or if you have low levels of DHT, it might be because of low levels of DHEA. So be sure to check your DHEA, DHA sulfate, and cortisol to check the adrenal function if you have enough of those. Number eight is high adrenaline. So adrenaline inhibits 5-alpha reductase, according to the study, almost by 40%, while it stimulates aromatase. So people that are prone to hypertension or anxiety, rapid heartbeat, cold hands and feet, feeling sweaty all the time, they might have elevated adrenaline, and that adrenaline is inhibiting 5-alpha reductase. Now, 5-alpha reductase also converts progesterone into allopregnenolone, testosterone to DHT, and other um, gabagergic steroids. So allopregnenolone, androsterone, DHT, 3-alpha and 3-beta-diol, they are a GABA agonist. So they will help against anxiety. So the thing is like when you have elevated adrenaline, that can cause anxiety by itself, but also by blocking 5-alpha reductase and lowering those steroids, which has a really strong calming effect. Number nine is nutritional deficiencies. So specifically zinc, this is a really good study. You can see that they made animals deficient in zinc. And DHT was significantly lower. And the 3-alpha-dial, which is a weak metabolite of DHT, was significantly higher. Right, So DHT is rapidly broken down into weak metabolites in a zinc deficiency. So first of all, low levels of zinc leads to low levels of DHT and high 3-alpha-dial, which is a weak metabolite of DHT. And also, it's been shown that in humans, when you supplement zinc, even in high doses, that leads to an increase in testosterone and an increase in DHT. So some people would just say that you should not supplement zinc because it's a 5-alpha reductase inhibitor. That's not true because zinc supplementation increases DHT levels in humans. Vitamin B1, B3, and B6, because these are involved at increasing NADPH. And NADPH is a cofactor in 5-alpha reductase to create DHT. So you need enough of these B vitamins to increase NADPH for the cofactor to create DHT. 
Now, these are just some of the cofactors. Obviously, you need all of the vitamins and minerals coming from the diet to optimize testosterone and DHT, right? You need to eat a micronutrient-dense diet to get all of the vitamins and minerals to maximize all of your hormones. The way I always start to optimize things is with a diet so your hormones become optimized. So the best diet to do this, to increase testosterone, lower estradiol, lower prolactin, improve thyroid function, lower inflammation, and provide all of your micronutrients, is the Testolaunch diet. Links in the description. This is the diet that I use with all of my clients to maximize their hormones, maximize, and just basically male optimization. And let me show you Gunter. We started working together early this year, and we doubled his testosterone and we increased his DHT to 120, right? So that was over the reference range. So here you can see his testosterone was only 700. On a previous test, it was 800. So we doubled his testosterone from a roughly 400 to 800. And in this test, his testosterone was down to 700, but his DHT was up to 120, which is really high. The doctor was thinking that he was using TRT because he had never seen these numbers naturally before. <laughs> and just to give you guys some reference, this is again the normal ranges for DHT from 20 to 40. 40 to, 40 to 60, 60 to 80. And this is Gunter, right? He was significantly over other healthy individuals. So just by following the Testolange diet, we significantly increased his testosterone, doubled it, and then increased his DHT over the reference range. So you don't necessarily need to take all fancy, spanchy supplements. You basically just need to maximize your diet and lifestyle and you can get similar results like this. All right, guys, so I hope this was insightful to show you some ideas for why your DHT might be low or how you can further maximize your DHT. And maybe in a following video, I might talk more about specific supplements to optimize DHT, but my whole philosophy for hormone maximization is eat the right diet and do the right lifestyle things that will maximize your testosterone and DHT and just modulate all of your hormones in a perfect synergy. The best way to do that is with diet and lifestyle. Don't make it complicated, guys. You can see Gunter, he didn't complicate it and he got phenomenal results. All right, guys, I hope this video was insightful and I will check you in the next one. Cheers, guys.